0: Welcome to Beyond Great Sex, the podcast that will revolutionize your sex life. I'm Morgan Horn, I'm a sex and intimacy coach and I am going to give you the tools to create the mind-blowing sex life that you've been craving. When you apply the teachings from this podcast, you will drop the shame, limiting beliefs and everything else that has been keeping you from enjoying the intimacy that you were designed to experience. Instead, you will unleash your unlimited potential, sexual and beyond. When you work with me, great sex is only the beginning. We're going beyond. Hey, lovelies. How are you today? It's been a long time. I hope you're well. Today, I want to talk about the topic of slut shaming, because as women, I believe we've all been either on the receiving end, on the giving end, meaning we've judged or criticized other women. Or both. And before we start, I want to mention that slut shaming is an incredibly broad topic and problem. Not only does it impact our enjoyment of our sexuality, our sexual freedom, our pleasure, slut shaming also impacts women's medical decisions, like choosing to take contraception or even the type of contraception they choose to take or the decision to have an abortion. Slut-shaming interferes with judicial proceedings in cases of rape or sexual assault. We could talk about the horrors happening in the world in this very minute, such as the case of women in Iran being tortured and killed for showing their hair. We could talk about the practice of checking women's virginity before marriage, which is still being practiced in many parts of the world, including the most, quote unquote, evolved places, like here in France, among gypsy communities. We could talk about the barbaric practice of female genital mutilation in African countries. These are just a few examples of consequences of slut shaming, which basically is the practice of stigmatizing, shaming, blaming, or punishing women and girls whose attitude, physical appearance, or desires are deemed too provocative or more sexual than society finds acceptable. In some cases, I would even argue that slut-shaming is punishing women for being women, period. And believe me, my brain wants to go everywhere and talk about all these issues and more. In fact, as I was reflecting on what I wanted to say in this episode, I started reading about ancient Rome and so many other fascinating things. But we're not writing a PhD thesis on the history of slut shaming. So... Today, I want to talk about slut-shaming in the context of what I see in sessions with my clients and how it shows up and impacts their enjoyment of their sexuality, whether they are even conscious that this is slut-shaming or not. The most common impact of slut-shaming I see in my sessions is my client's fear of being a turned-on woman and stepping into their sexual power. Because they're afraid of what others will think. They're afraid that they will be judged or criticized, and especially by women. And there are a couple of things I want to say about this. The first thing being why women are both the victim, but also the perpetrator of slut-shaming. When you think about it, it's quite a paradox, In modern society, and particularly in Western culture, women slut shame other women more often than men do, at least today. Don't get me wrong, there is plenty of objectification of women done by some men, but judging women's moral character based on what they wear, how they behave, or how many sexual partners they've had, that is something women do much more often than men these days. Of course, I'm not denying that some men participate in slut-shaming, but today I want to discuss why we women attack each other. So why do we do this? Why do we do this to other women, despite knowing that we wouldn't talk about men or judge them the same way? We women are all aware of the fight for gender equality, and I think it's pretty safe to say that... You know, we pretty much all want that equality, yet many of us are still stuck in this pattern of shaming other women in ways we wouldn't shame men. So there are, I think, three things that come at play here. The first one being survival. If you think about it, for centuries, being quote-unquote pure and virtuous was a matter of survival. Unless you could prove yourself to be honorable and a virgin, no man would marry you. And without the financial security and shelter provided by marriage, your situation was beyond precarious, given that throughout history, women have been in turn forbidden from working, holding bank accounts, owning property, voting, and God forbid you fell pregnant outside of marriage, you'd be forever ruined. And so beyond social codes, I think it's an evolutionary thing where our brains, which are wired to keep us safe and avoid danger and death, have evolved in a context where as a woman having sex or even just your clothing or behavior could literally endanger your survival and still can in certain parts of the world, by the way. And so our brains have literally evolved with this notion that certain behaviors are dangerous to our survival and to place judgment on them as a protection mechanism. Because by judging these behaviors, we're sure to not indulge in them and therefore to keep safe. So if you catch yourself criticizing or judging other women, I want to start by telling you that I hope you know that you're not a judgmental bitch, a lousy person, or a bad feminist, your brain has literally been conditioned to see certain behaviors as dangerous. And the judgment could just be its way of alerting you to the danger. It's like if your brain was saying, watch out, don't do what she's doing, because that's dangerous. But instead, it shows as, oh my God, she must have no self-respect for sleeping with so many men. Do you see what I mean? And I will give you a few thoughts on how to break this pattern, but I think that just being aware of what is really going on is already a game changer. Because let's face it, we've all judged another girl at school or another woman at some point in our life, whether knowingly or not, because that judgment can sneak in in ways we don't even notice at times. You might just have had the thought, gosh, that skirt is short. You might not have had the thought, she is such a slut for wearing such a short skirt and seducing all the men, right? But the fact that you would even notice the short skirt is a sign of that conditioning. Unless you were really just thinking, gosh, it's so cold outside. And then you noticed legs and got a chill, right? You know what I mean? Now, The second reason why I think women are afraid to be judged by other women if they step into their sexual power is because of how they see that power being used or expressed. I've had sessions where clients would tell me that they're not sure that they want to step into their sexual power because they're afraid that they would be controlling or manipulative or that they will no longer be aligned with their values. And I think these fears come from a lack of understanding of what it means to step into one's sexual power. First of all, I think the notion of power can be scary to some because of what definitions or examples of power we see in the world, whether political power, financial power, or other. A lot of people associate power with oppression, control, manipulation, threat, and so on. But I think that this is what you see when power is being misused, abused, and used out of integrity. Because when power is used for good, it can be a beautiful thing. The closest example I can think of is money. How often have you heard that money is bad, that it is the root of all evil, that people are capable of the worst things for money? And yes, money is a tool that people all over the world abuse, but when used in integrity, money is a beautiful thing. When I think of money, I think of fun, possibilities, excitement, adventure, freedom, abundance, healthcare, charity, comfort, and so many other things. And it's the same for our sexual energy and expression. It holds a lot of power, power of attention, power of attraction, of pleasure, and it can be abused at times when used out of integrity. And I think that when my clients fear that they will be manipulative or controlling is that they have seen examples of other women who have used their sexual power to seduce, control Or manipulate out of integrity, whether in a personal or professional setting, like quote unquote stealing a promotion at work or having an affair with a married person or whatever. And I'm not placing judgment on anyone who may have done this. I'm just citing examples of what some of my clients fear when they think of stepping into their sexual power or being sexually powerful. And the second fear that I mentioned, why women sometimes fear claiming their sexual power, which is somewhat related, is the fear of stepping outside of their values, as if stepping into one sexual power could lead them to do things they wouldn't want to do, as if their sexuality could become out of control and be against the values they uphold. And I think that here the fear comes again from a misconception of what it means to claim one's sexual power. And so I want to talk about what I think it means because I believe it means the exact opposite of the examples I just mentioned. Stepping into your sexual power means owning your sexuality and pleasure. It means unapologetically embracing your pleasure and desire. It means loving your body unconditionally and seeing pleasure as an act of self-love and self-care. And I'm not just talking about sexual pleasure. Being sexually powerful means being aligned with who you are at your deepest and most intimate level. It means embracing every part of you, breaking free from shame and conditioning to find your essence and rejoice in the sexual energy you were born into and designed to experience. It means allowing that juicy sexual energy to course through your body. Stepping into your sexual power is aligning your mind and heart with your sexual expression. And this looks different for everyone, by the way. This could mean experimenting with multiple partners. It could mean having one and only sexual partner ever. It could mean having sex for the pleasure and bodily sensations as an act of self-love. It could mean wanting or even needing an emotional connection to be intimate with someone else. Only your intimate self knows what feels aligned. But I think that some women fear the thought of stepping into their sexual power because they think that it would mean doing things that feel completely misaligned with their heart values or intuition, like sleeping with a bunch of people when all they want is to have that one partner or dressing in a very quote unquote sexy way when all they want is to wear jeans and sneakers. And It is questionable whether jeans and sneakers are or aren't sexy, but you get what I mean. We have so many cliches of what a sexually powerful woman looks like. And no, it doesn't have to mean wearing a leopard dress and red stilettos if that's not what you're into. And it doesn't have to mean having a ton of quote unquote experience with a ton of different people either if all you want is that one relationship. Being turned on and sexually powerful means being you without the fear, the judgment and shame, just you at your core before you internalized a bunch of nonsense. It is the exact opposite of falling out of integrity. When we fall out of integrity is when we allow fear, anger, despair, jealousy, or other negative emotions guide our actions. When our mind, heart, and sexual expression are misaligned, that's when we can sometimes use our sexual power in a way that harms us. Now, the third reason why I think women are both the victim but also the perpetrator of slut-shaming is our deep conditioning. And I already mentioned conditioning in a survival-slash-evolutionary context, where I believe that we do this as a protection mechanism because that judgment is a way our brain has to keep us safe from humiliation, ruin, and death, or at least that's what our brain believes, right? But here, I want to mention conditioning in the sense that we have been so brainwashed that some of us knowingly slut shame other women, and we think it's normal, This is how perverse our conditioning is. We have literally been trained to become our worst enemy. So let me elaborate here. Throughout the centuries, men in power have tried to control women's bodies and sexuality. Because guess what? Women give birth. And so if you control their sexuality and what comes out of their womb or not and under which circumstances you essentially control the structure of society. Think about it. And for centuries, men holding power have perceived women's sex drive and their sexual expression as posing a threat to social order. And so for, quote-unquote, civilized society to develop, it was necessary to stifle women's sexuality. You know, sometimes I wonder if we're not just collateral damage somehow of this need for control and social order. If we didn't have the power of giving life, I'm convinced that our evolution would have been completely different. And this goes as far as ancient Rome, where dress codes were used to differentiate married women from prostitutes, and where married women competed to be perceived as sexually virtuous. They were also punished if they acted or appeared as, you know, too sexual. We're talking Roman Empire here, something that started hundreds of years before Christ. Needless to say that this has been going on for a very long time. Women have been socialized to compete against each other, to compare themselves to one another, and more importantly, to compare their virtue, their worthiness, their moral character, and all of this for so long that it has become perversely habitual, I myself was completely brainwashed. I would hear feminists say that it's unfair that women are treated differently from men, that they're called sluts for sleeping with several people when men are not, etc., etc. But internally, my thought was, yeah, but it's different for women. It's inappropriate for women. I didn't even question the fact that I was treating myself and other women differently from how I was treating men. I even took pride in differentiating myself from other women for being a quote-unquote, you know, good one, one of the good ones, or, you know, not a slut. That is how deep our conditioning goes. We are the victims, but also, and sometimes knowingly, they're perpetrators of slut shaming, and we don't even see how wrong or harmful it is. I'll give you an even worse example where slut-shaming can even dress up as an act of love and care. Like when a mother warns her daughter about certain behaviors and how she should not dress a certain way or do certain things because she might, quote-unquote, get a reputation. I know this comes from love and worry for her child, but it is nonetheless perpetuating the cycle of slut-shaming and the collective brainwashing around it. So, as I've mentioned, I am going to give you my thoughts on how we can evolve in our collective journey and stop this pattern. But before I do so, I want to mention one other way in which I see slut shaming showing up and affecting my clients and women more generally. I have mentioned my clients' fear of stepping into their sexual power because they're afraid of being judged or criticized, and especially by other women. And I've shared why I think that is, the survival slash evolution piece, where I believe that our brain uses judgment as a protection mechanism to alert us to the danger of being perceived as inappropriately sexual, because it wants to keep us safe. We've also talked about the misconception I think women sometimes have around what it means to be sexually powerful and the expression of that power. And we've also talked about how deep our conditioning goes to the extent that we've been brainwashed to work against ourselves and to think it's perfectly normal. And the other way in which I see slut-shaming showing up is in reaction to a trigger. I'm going to bring up socialization again, but when you think about it, we have collectively suppressed and repressed women's sexual expression for centuries And if you're unsure of the difference between suppression and repression, I got you. (laughs) I had to Google it myself because I wasn't sure which one it was. But turns out it's both. So, repressed emotions, thoughts, impulses refer to the things we unconsciously avoid, right? It's the subconscious mind that's doing the task. Whereas suppressed emotions, thoughts, impulses, are things that we purposely avoid because we don't know how to deal with them. And that's when the conscious mind does the task. So essentially, because of everything we have discussed from the actual danger, embracing our sexual nature implied over the centuries to the extensive brainwashing we've suffered, we women have evolved to repress and suppress that part of us to a large extent. And as a side note, beyond socialization, some of us have blocked and cut off that part of us because of a history of trauma, sexual abuse, or other painful past experiences. But the result is the same. We have disowned our sexual thoughts and desires and disconnected from our sexual nature and energy as a protection mechanism. And so when we see another woman owning her sexual power, embracing her sexual energy and fully expressing that part of her, it can trigger the disowned part inside us. And usually when we feel triggered, it feels pretty uncomfortable. And unless we have clarity over what the discomfort is about, we tend to react to it. And that's when the slut shaming tends to occur in reaction to being triggered. So here comes the part about what we can do about all of this. The first thing is to just be aware of this phenomenon and to not shy away from it. I hope that in terms of awareness, this podcast episode has brought you some light and hopefully clarity, but really ask yourself, have I ever judged criticized or shamed another girl or woman for her sexual expression, either internally or out loud? Do I continue to do so? Do I tend to have judgmental thoughts about what women wear, how they behave, what they say? Do I tend to have judgmental thoughts about their sexual past or current sexuality? And if the answer to either of these questions is yes, I want to invite you to practice compassion with yourself. When listening to this podcast episode, you might have realized that you have been judgmental or critical of others, and you might not like that very much about yourself. But the truth is, if you have been this way, it's because you are judgmental and critical of yourself in the first place. You were conditioned to think this way, And adding another layer of shame, blame, and judgment to yourself is not going to solve any of this or make you a kinder person. As I said, you have been socialized to be judgmental of women's sexual expression. And unless you have come across someone who offered you a different perspective, which this podcast will hopefully do, it is quite natural that this would be your default You know, I'm a sex coach and I advocate for women's sexual freedom. And I still catch myself at times having a thought about another woman's behavior or having the urge to clarify that, you know, I'm a sex coach, but that doesn't mean that I've slept with many men as if the number of people I slept with or didn't sleep with has anything to do with anything or with my moral character, right? It's like my brain is saying, don't worry, I'm liberated enough to know how to please a man, but not too much that I'm a slut who sleeps around. My brain still goes there sometimes, and that's okay. I just gently remind myself that this is no longer the story we buy into. So now that we have brought awareness and compassion to the issue, that's when we can start applying curiosity. Now, I want you to go back and remember a time when you judged or criticized a woman for her sexual expression. This can be anything from having a thought about the tight dress or short skirt she was wearing or reacting to how much attention she was getting from men or having a thought about how many men she had slept with or telling others how she has no self-respect or whatever else went through your mind. I want you to go back and remember that instance. And now let's imagine that the concept of slut does not exist. And by that, I mean the broad concept of having an inappropriate sexual expression from what we wear to how many people we sleep with, the whole thing. Imagine for just a second that you lived in a world where there was no such notion of slut and so no slut shaming. What would you have thought about that woman? Would you have even noticed anything about her behavior or would it have not even registered? Would you have noticed the tight dress or the short skirt? Would you have had any thought at all? Would that thought have been a different one? Perhaps a positive thought? Perhaps you would have thought about how much you like the skirt and how you want to buy one similar. Or perhaps you would have thought that her tight dress looks so uncomfortable and how you prefer to wear sweats. Perhaps you would have admired her spunk and enjoyed her salty jokes. I just want to offer you that opportunity to be curious. What would have been different Another way to get curious is to ask yourself whether something about that woman might have triggered you. When we are triggered by someone's behavior, it usually is because they act as a mirror to something within us that is not quite right. When I first learned about coaching, I remember my teacher saying, People who trigger us are our best teachers. And she was right the trigger is just pointing towards a part of us that requires our attention. It's trying to tell us something. And if we can invite the discomfort in, then we can get curious about it and ask ourselves why we might be triggered instead of reacting to the discomfort and calling that person a big whore. So, If you feel triggered by a woman's sexual expression, whether in the form of what she wears, how she behaves, what she says, or what she does, it's likely because you have disowned and disconnected from your own sexual power and radiance, and she is mirroring that back to you. That's the trigger. Whether in the form of jealousy, anger, envy, feeling inferior, feeling inadequate, scared, Your brain and body are trying to tell you something. So instead of reacting to the trigger and the urge to judge her, what if you were to get curious about it instead? Is it possible that part of you envies her freedom? Is it possible that part of you wishes you would explore your pleasure? Is it possible that part of you is scared of the power of attention she holds because you think you don't have as much? Is it possible that part of you wishes you had her courage to not care about what others think? When you get down to the bottom of what the trigger is about, you can start letting go of the judgment and perhaps even feel some gratitude towards this opportunity you now have to look within and to get clarity about a part of you that you haven't even given yourself permission to explore yet. That woman that triggered you has perhaps done you a favor by showing you that you too have sexual power in you that is asking to be released in whatever shape and form that is. It doesn't have to look anything like her sexual expression. And that's another thing I want to mention. Once you give yourself permission to explore your sexuality without fear, shame, and judgment, you might still uphold some of your current boundaries and values, but it will be out of love towards yourself and not out of shame-induced beliefs. Say, for example, that you give yourself permission to step into your sexual power and And you realize that you need an emotional connection to be intimate with someone else and that you don't want to have sex just for sex because that doesn't appeal to you or because it would even harm you given that your body doesn't feel safe without that emotional connection. Then you can establish that boundary of no sex without an emotional connection And that might look like having very few sexual partners because you don't create an emotional bond with just anyone. But your boundary is now an act of self-love and not a rule you established out of fear of being shamed for being a slut. And by extension, you won't feel the need to judge other women who perhaps experience their sexuality differently and have multiple partners because you're not restraining yourself with frustration, you're acting out of love. And so their sexual expression is no longer a trigger. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm asking and it's not like I can hear you responding. So I hope it makes sense. And so going back to the example I gave you, of thinking as if the concept of slut didn't exist, the beauty of coming from a place where there is no such judgmental lenses is that when you do see another woman using her sexual expression out of integrity, say you really believe she's using sex as a means to control or manipulate someone, then you can step into compassion and invite more subtlety in your analysis of the situation. If she's not just a big slut, meaning if this is not about her moral character, what else could be going on? Is she perhaps feeling scared or pressured, perhaps lonely? Is she seeking outside validation because she lacks self-confidence? What else could she be experiencing? I cannot begin to tell you The power of applying curiosity and compassion in any given situation. Okay, so there's one last thing I want to say, and that is that when we take down another woman, we all go down. When we feel the urge to compare ourselves to other women, to find something that is wrong with them so that we can rise above in some way, whether it being with their physical appearance, moral character, or other... I just want to say that I get it. Since ancient Rome, remember, and perhaps even way before ancient Rome, we've been pitched against each other, socialized to take each other down, to even engage in purity contests. And I think this is also partly why we're still behind in this world. Let's face it, it's not just because men hold power and we're powerless against it. And I'm not talking about you know, parts of the world where women are being tortured and killed for even just expressing an opinion here, obviously. But we actively take each other down. I can't begin to tell you how many times I have felt the need to play dumb, or literally make myself look less physically attractive to not rough any other girls or women's feathers. It started at a very young age at school and sometimes with teachers who were supposed to build us up and be mentors to us. This constant comparing and comparison is hurting us so much. So the next time you catch yourself having a judgmental thought about another woman that you wouldn't have had towards a man especially, gently remind yourself that By taking down other women, we all go down. We perpetuate the cycle of slut-shaming, thereby creating more suffering, injustice, and lack of safety for ourselves, but also for our daughters and generations to come. Instead, we need to celebrate each other and realize that another woman's radiance is not a threat to our own. There is room for everyone and we all get to shine in our own and unique way. In fact, encouraging other women to step into their sexual power will only give us more power and radiance of our own. We can be examples for each other instead of threats. We can encourage, empower, and build each other up and rise together. All right, my loves. I hope that this episode has given you a new perspective on some perhaps internalized beliefs and an opportunity for some introspection. Do let me know whether it was helpful, either in comment to this podcast or via my Instagram account. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, I will speak to you soon. If you have loved this episode, please add a rating, write a review, and share it around to help spread the word to all the women out there who need to hear this. I am so grateful for you listening. And if you are ready to take this work deeper, book your discovery session with me at www.morganhorn.com. That is M-O-R-G-A-N-E-H-O-R-N.com. We will explore any issue you would like help with and you will learn all about my coaching program so you can get started on creating the sex life of your wildest dreams. I will see you there.